0: man I believe a mind of God in that if you will let's turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter number 11 let's stand when you find your place Genesis 11 thank you for being obedient for the people that were obedient I thank you for that I've heard brother Sammy say it a hundred times if, if any the Holy Ghost is the most sensitive person in this building He is a perfect gentleman. He will not force you to do anything. But the Holy Ghost is easily grieved. and He is easily quenched. Quenching is Him telling you to do something and you putting a blanket on it, not doing it. Grieving is you doing something in your life that would keep Him from wanting to use you or to work in your life. The Holy Ghost, if you're saved, He's always with you. He will never leave you. He'll never never go anywhere. He's with you. That don't mean he doesn't have feelings. I like what Brother Ballou said. He didn't sign up to just be resident. He signed up to be president. And I want him to be president. Genesis 11 verse 27. Now these are the generations of Terah. Terah begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran begat Lot. And Haran died before his father Terah in the land of his nativity in Ur of the Chaldees. And Abram and Nahor took them wives. The name of Abram's Abram's wife was Sarai and the name of Nahor's wife, Milcah, and the the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah and the father of Iscah. But Sarai was barren. She had no child. And Terah took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife. And they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan. And they came unto Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah were two hundred and five years, and Terah died in Haran. Now the Lord, chapter 12, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, or Abram, <clears throat> Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing and I will bless them that bless thee. And this is still true, by the way. I'm preaching the application tonight, but in its context, this promise has never went away. I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all, the fam- all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran, and they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank You for what You've already done here tonight. Lord, I thank You for Your goodness and Your mercy and Your grace and Your loving kindness. Thank you for being much more gracious with me and merciful with me that I've been with others. And I pray that you'd help me to be more gracious and merciful to others. And I pray, dear Father, that you'd fill me and use me tonight for your glory and honor. I want no praise, no honor, no glory from this. Lord, you've preached this to me the past two days. And I pray that you'd help me to preach it to you people. Give every one of us a ear to hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Let us not be hearers only, but doers also. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you. might be seated. I want to see a few things in this... This text tonight, by way of introduction, I'll give you what God's put on my heart in uh, verses number uh, in verse number twenty seven and twenty eight. I see the foundation uh, that we find in this text, and a little background on Abraham. He grew up. I'm gonna call him Abraham. I know he's still Abram in the text, but it's gonna it take me all night fighting on that in my mind. So I'm gonna call him Abraham tonight. But uh, in, in his life, he grew up in Ur of the Chaldees. This was uh, the part of the Babylonian Empire. He was a Babylonian. He grew up with the Babylonian gods. And there's some people that would argue that he was not an idolater or that he, he did not partake in that. But if you look in Joshua 24, it talks about Terah and Noah and the gods that their fathers worshipped on the other side of the flood. And that was before they came over to Canaan. And I don't have time to preach all that tonight. But I want, I'm going to pr- talk about this foundation of faith here Abraham at some point in time in his life heard the call of God in his life uh, to come to him amen Abraham grew up in a very gross uh, uh, background a very gross form of idolatry a lot of sexual iniquity that was involved in that, that idolatry that he was in and no doubt he was drenched in that just like everybody else in his family was matter of fact his brother Nahor if you saw study his lineage out, you find out that Laban and Rachel and Leah and all of those people come from Nahor's side. And you remember when Jacob and uh, uh, Jacob brought his two wives out of uh, Ur of the Chaldees or over there with Uncle Laban, that he brought back idols with him to Canaan. Do y'all remember that? He brought those idols. But I want to thank God, number one, that uh, I'm glad God doesn't just write about perfect people in the Bible. Amen? And I'm glad that God reached down and I idolatry and God reached down in darkness and God reached down to a man that may have never heard about God in his life and he reached down in that man's life and he called him unto himself and when Abraham heard the voice of God he believed God and the Bible says that God counted it unto him as righteousness can I say that you cannot walk by faith if you've never entered into faith amen if you've never enacted faith you cannot walk by faith and tonight I'm glad. I thank God for the foundation of faith tonight that Abraham was a saved man. And I just want to say tonight that I thank God that God reached out in my my wickedness and in my darkness and God came to where I was at. He came down to depravity and wickedness. He found me where I was at and I'm glad He redeemed me. I'm glad of the night, September 19, 1999 as an 11 year old boy I heard the call of God. I heard the voice of God for the first Hey, a friend of mine, I believe God. And He counted unto me. He gave me, imputed His righteousness unto me uh, because I believe God. Amen. And tonight, you'll not get much out of this meeting if you never put your faith in Christ. I see the foundation, but then I see the He's a forerunner. There's a forerunner here, Abram. And God radically changes Abraham's life. And he got, and we, we read about his life, but he was a forerunner of faith. As a matter of fact, we often call him the father of faith. And Brother Brian, I, I, like, I love Abraham's life because he is such an example of faith. And I love the fact that God doesn't just show the good stuff in his life. He shows the times that he faltered in his faith. And then he shows the time that he excelled in his faith. And I thank God for that because, let me say this, I falter every day. And there's every once in a while, God will let me excel. He'll help me excel in my faith. But I'm glad I can keep my head up because if the forerunner of faith, he was on and off a little bit. Hey, friend of mine, we're in the same flesh that he was in and we're going to be on and off. But what God, and it's been said in this meeting already, God's not looking for us to be perfect. He's looking for a direction. And He wants us when we do falter to get with Him, get, get that thing confessed, get back up and keep continuing in our walk of faith. Amen. And we could study a lot in his life, the foundation, the faith, the forerunner. But I want to look tonight and, and on, at the footsteps of faith. He didn't start out taking, you know, he, everybody's different. But it wasn't baby steps when he, when, he, when he went all in with faith, when he went all in with God. And I want to follow, I want to look at following the footsteps of faith tonight. If you look with me tonight in verse number one of chapter 12, the Bible says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house. The first thing I see tonight in following the footsteps of faith, I see the desire of faith. The desire of faith, which is the desire of God, that you launch out and you leave what you've been raised in. You leave what you've been a part of. And, and don't, let, don't get me wrong, if you've been raised in this church, I ain't saying get up and leave this church. I'm talking about the idolatry and the darkness he was in. Look in this verse in particular, that God asked him to leave his familiar place. He said, get thee out of thy country. Amen. God didn't save us to sit and do nothing. You're fami- getting out of your familiar place may be leaving this church and going to Guatemala or going to Zimbabwe or getting you- out of your familiar place maybe be going across the street and witnessing to your neighbor. But God did not call us to sit down on the job. He called us to leave some familiar places in our life. Amen. He asked him to leave the familiar place. This is the desire of God in our faith. God wants us to walk away from some things. Isn't it amazing that as soon as he gets saved, I believe the salvation was at the end of chapter 11. He believed God. He started going towards God. But we get to chapter 12, and the first thing God puts in his life is separation. Help me now. The first thing God puts in his life is separation. Separation. He said the familiar place, but then he look, look here, he asked him to leave his friends and his family. He said, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred. Friend of mine, everybody he ever knew was right there. Everything he ever knew was right there. His friends, his loved ones. I know it ain't shouting material tonight, but I'm preaching tonight. It was his friends, it was his loved ones, it was those he held the dearest in his life, and it was not until he was willing to walk away from those friends, those loved ones, from that familiar place that God could use Abraham's life effectively. You say, well, if I, do I have to leave everybody I love and know? God may never ask that of you, but you got I, I believe He wants you to be willing to. But then, and this is the hard one, and from thy kindred and from thy father's house, all of his life, this is his figurehead. All of his life, he's followed his daddy. All of his life, his daddy has been his leader. All of his life, he's depended on his daddy. And he wanted Abraham to cut ties with the one he was leaning on. You can never, you can never, listen, and, and I, 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 there's a lot of typology, you could preach this, but, your pastor can only take you so far in your your spiritual walk. Eventually, you have to get up and you have to start walking by faith on your own. Hey, that's why there's so many problems, because people expect the pastor to walk by faith for them, but it's not his job to walk by faith for you. It's his job to lead us and to feed us, but it is not. He has no capability to walk for you and to live a life of faith for you. Hey, and friend of mine, hey, we don't need to depend on man. Hey as much as we love preachers as much as I, I love you people I'm going to fail you he will fail you cuz we are flesh but I'll tell you one that'll never fail you and that's the Lord he will always lead he will always you can always lean on him this is hard this is where he leaned, hey we we it's a it's a barrier of faith. we don't want to leave our familiar places. we don't want to leave the places that we are are so comfortable with we't it hurts the flesh to step out and to leave those familiar places. we don't want to leave our friends and our family. Hey, look at me, I'm a social person I mean I and when I come in here, I want to know I want to shake everybody's hand, and if I miss it, it's not my fault it's yours. No, I'm just kidding amen. I mean, I, I'm a, I, I like people, amen. Yes. My wife would just as soon us just stay in that camper, but I like being around people. Yes. Amen. amen. I'll never forget, Brother Will, when we, having the, those times in our life when if you were going to go with God, it meant you were going to lose friends. Right. And I thought that would just happen when I quit dipping snuff. I, 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 you know, all these church people got mad said, you're a holy roller because I quit dipping snuff and listen to country yeah. music. Church people. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Amen. They got mad. They said, Brother Chris has went off his rocker. He's a holy roller. Amen. I've said it here before, but if they call you a holy roller, it means you're living like Jesus and you're going somewhere. Amen. you holy roller. Amen. 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 But I thought that in my life it would just be those kind of friends and those kind of places and those kind of figureheads that I would have to walk away from. But the deeper I get into this thing, I find out that not everybody that claims the old time religion, not everybody that claims Christianity, not everybody claims that they love God is walking with God and is really wanting. Where what, what old time religion is to them ain't what it is to you. I saw a preacher today. Y'all pray for me on Facebook, and and he was talking about old time religion and how he loved it and then I saw some of his kids and his wife in booty shorts and I said he don't know what old time religion is right. amen Abraham, preacher that's exactly right amen. Amen. and you can quote me on Facebook on that praise God but I found out not everybody believes it like we do preacher I'll never forget it was in the camper another night but you sat down and, and, and you wasn't rebuking me but you told me that, that you got to be careful getting too close getting too close to to friends because you'll start depending on them more than you remember me telling you that and you said everybody that you'd ever gotten that too close to god had took away from you i hope you don't mind me saying that but God had removed them out of your life and that very night the not not preacher but the holy ghost right. put a name in my mind person in my mind my goodness i'm messing this outline up but it'll be all right it's good, bro. and it took god ripping them out of my life and a lot of pain and a lot of hurt and he's hurt and it's hurt a lot of other people i'll be careful I, I may start calling names y'all pray for me but it took god ripping that person out of my life before I could start back, depending on God, it helped me financially. Lord, if I if I if I, if I separate from that, if I leave that place, if I leave that those friends, if I leave that figurehead, Lord, how am I going to put diesel fuel in that truck? Y'all ever been like that? I, I mean, y'all may not have been, but I. And Brother Laddie, it's a lot, it, obe, it, what is it, obedience is better than sacrifice. That's right. I'd have much rather heeded the warning from the man of God that who who was not pointing at me and was not telling me that I needed to separate. I would have a lot, lot rather put my own distance between me and them person than for God to rip him out of my life. I'm, I, I, this is peculiar, I guess, to my... But there's a desire of God in faith that He wants you to separate from some things. I'm not talking about alcohol. I'm not talking. He does want you to separate. But I, that's not what I'm talking. I'm talking about much deeper things tonight. I'm talking about there's some familiar places. That He wants you to leave and go and be your own man. Go and be your own woman. There are some friends and some family He wants you to step away from. There are some figureheads that you are depending on that He wants you to sever the ties or He will take them from you. I see there's a desire of faith. Also in verse 1, I see there's a direction of faith. The Bible says, unto a land that I will show thee. Now look here at me. We, in our human minds, we think that we've got to have everything mapped out. Is anybody else like that? I mean, anybody else suffer from OCD? Come on, help me now. My wife about ran a laugh, amen? She ain't in here, I'm just kidding, amen? Preacher, it's, it's in our nature to want to be able to see things. And you know what God did? It wasn't that that God just wanted Abraham to move across the street. God wanted Abraham to pack everything he owned up. Leave his family, his familiar place, his figurehead. He wanted him to pack everything up and and leave it. And he wasn't willing to tell Abraham where he was going. Man, I'd lose my mind. No map, Brother Lamar, no GPS. He didn't even leave a breadcrumb trail. None of that. There wasn't no stickers. There wasn't no road signs. He said, load up. Every, that is faith, my friend. He said, load up everything you have. Ask no questions. Expect no play-by-play. Expect no, dis- no direction. You just get up and you follow me. You know what? You know what I'll hear hear somebody say, and I heard this a lot. There's a difference between faith and foolishness. But I'm convinced that people that say that's never lived by faith. Faith doesn't look good on paper. Faith doesn't. You can't rationalize. You can't rationalize the, the work of God because there's people in here. And if we had time, and we all stood up and we told our testimonies of how God's provided over and over, and how God's did this, and how God healed this, and how God did, and we would scratch our heads in our humanistic minds and say, "How in the world did that happen?" Hey, but I'll tell you how it happened. Hey, where medical experience will fail, when finances will fail when human experience will fail. Hey, that's just when God is getting started. And what may not look right on paper, if you'll just trust God, load up your wagon, hey, leave your familiar place, leave your friends, leave your family, leave it all behind, and go with God. He'll get you to where He wants you to be. By the way, just like the cloud, you know where God was heading? Canaan. Once he got saved, as soon as he got saved, he said, All right, that's enough. It's time to go to Canaan. I think about Brother Josh and Miss Melissa. I I thought about them all day. And Miss Melody, I'm so glad you testified about little faith and great faith. It just blew my mind. And there's some things preachers said tonight that God had put my heart for tonight. I think about Brother Josh and Miss Melissa. That nice house. I mean, she's a doctor. Yeah. A doctor. Brother Josh had a good job. She's a doctor. I mean, they're serving in their local church. Right. Everything's going good. Spirit of revival. Growing. And I talked to Brother Josh about this today. He said, he said, Brother, people have asked me what we're going to do in Guatemala. And he said, I've had to tell them I don't know. He said, all I know is God wanted me to go to Guatemala, and the rest is up to him. Friend of mine, I'd lose my mind. But those I watched them. Y'all hear me? I've watched them, I watched them walk away from their home. I watched them walk away from everything familiar. I watched them walk away from their family, and that's probably the hardest tie you'll ever break. Mama and papa want to see them grandkids as the hardest tie you'll ever break. And if you think carnally, you'll never break that tie. I know a young man that should be sitting in this, these pews tonight, a young preacher that's got, that, that really has potential. And years ago, Brother Will will know who I'm talking about. God told him to come here, go to Bible college, and sell out to God. But God, everybody convinced him... No, you need a job first. You need a backup just in case ministry don't work out. Now look here, boys. You you better work because if you don't work, you don't, you shouldn't eat. But let me. There, if you're called to preach, there's a difference in a job and a career. Is that all right? Is that okay? There's a difference in a job and a career, brother Gravely. We didn't all, none of us knew him when he was working in the carpet mill. But he had to feed his family until God brought him to a place in his life where God decided, hey, it's my time. I'll take care of this and I'll take care of this. Hey, but you know what? He never quit working. He's one of the hardest workers I've ever met in my life. This is not the playtime of the ministry. It's the work of the ministry. And friends, young people, don't listen, I'm not saying don't work. But I'm saying you depend on God. Amen. Is that alright everybody? Is that alright? It may look like, hey, I want a map, I want a GPS, I want to punch it in, I want it to be free, I don't, want to, I don't want it to cost me nothing, but friend of mine, salvation may be free, but if you're going to walk by faith, if you're going to live for God, if you're going to experience the Spirit-filled life, it will cost you something. Amen. The direction of faith, the desire of faith, I'm probably scaring people to death. Right? If they get an altar or not, they're going to have to go to Zimbabwe. But you hear me and hear me well, you'll be better off in Zimbabwe in a mud hut than you be in a million dollar house in, in Rossville, Georgia. Amen. 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 And you might be saying, well, I, I've got gray hair. It ain't time for me to... Hey, a friend of mine, I'm seeing more and more older people surrender to missions and go all in with God in their later years. Amen. Hey, it, it, it ain't just missions. I'm not just talking about missions tonight, but it may be that God's calling a missionary tonight. I'm not just talking about preaching tonight. It may be that God's calling a preacher tonight and you need to quit running. But friend of mine, you put yourself in the blank and you know what God wants out of your life. This whole meeting's been about the line being drawn and going over the line. Hey, but friend of mine, I don't want to just stay right there at that line. I want to see what God's got on the other side. Hey, I would love for... Hey, it mean that I'd love to see God call missionaries and call preachers. But I'd love to see some young families called to holiness and some older families called unto holiness and separation and the Spirit-filled life and walk with God. Hey, it still takes faith. Amen. Amen. See, the desire of faith, the direction of faith. I see the delay of faith. Can I show you two things? The Bible says in verse 1, now the Lord had said, that meant That is past tense. I went to Paul and County High School. I don't know much. Amen. But I know that means that he said that prior to this. Is that all right? right. And then, I, I, my other proof here is that he asked Abraham to come from his father's house. Now, his father's house was not Haran. His father's house was in the Ur of the Chaldees. So if you back up into chapter 11, I believe God is finishing up the life of Terah and then we're going into the life of Abraham full force. Now watch me here. There was a delay of faith. I believe that this Abraham had had this, not just the call to believe God, but the call to leave where he was at for quite some time. And then we see in verse, uh, is it verse number 31 of chapter 11, that it's not... It's not Abraham that's leading the charge. It's his daddy. His figurehead's still in his life. Brother Chris, he's still depending on his daddy for leadership and for guidance and for, and for his provision. He's still depending on his dad for all of these things. Now watch this. He, partial obedience, is not obedience. Can you imagine, Abraham, Well, I can take my dad... Matter of fact, I'll let my dad. He'll, he can just lead it, and we'll go to Haran. It was six hundred miles from Ur of the Chaldees to, to Haran. We'll go to Haran. That's halfway, you know, to Canaan. Can you imagine rationalizing? I, I mean, I just don't want to leave my daddy. Surely God don't want me to leave my daddy. Surely, surely God don't want me to sever ties with my mom. So I'll just take them with me, and we'll we'll go here, and we won't go all the way. And I, I'll just play both sides. I'll get to keep my daddy, and and I'll be you know being partially obedient to God, and and you know what he lost in Heron? before he ever got there, he lost his best friend, his brother. He lost his friend, the very thing he was trying to hold on and keep. You mark her down, friend. God has a way of ripping the things out of our lives that we're not willing to give up for Him. I'm just preaching to you tonight. I know I'm not shouting and hollering, but He lost His he, the, the friend that He was holding on to. He lost that. What verse was it? I want to give you the verse. I don't want to just say it. Verse 28, and Heron died. His friend, His brother, His best friend died. Verse 30. His foreseeable future was taken away. But Sarai was barren. She had no child. God, you're saying you're going to call me out and give me this family and my wife can't even have a baby? You're wanting me to leave everybody I love and I know? And you're telling me it, there's, a, there's a chance that me and my wife could go out here and die alone? And he wouldn't willing, and, and God just just took those things from him. You know the last thing he took? He took his figurehead. His daddy died. Heron. in Everything that he was trying to grasp at that was keeping him from going and having full obedience to God was stripped away from him. And I speak from experience tonight. Again, I believe God wants me to say it again. It's a lot better for you to give it to God and from God to take it from you. I'll never forget. I hope Brother Will don't mind me saying this. Brother Will and Miss Manda was trying to have children; they just couldn't. I ain't trying to lift him up because I'm. I'm just using my friends, now. I've, I've talked about Brother Josh and Miss Muth. I believe I got the best friends in the world, preacher. They tried tried to have children, couldn't. Was it three years? Three and a half years. And one day God told him to quit his job. He didn't even talk to the church. He didn't even know if they'd make it full time. But God told him to quit his job. And he quit his job. And was it two weeks later? Five weeks later they found out that having their baby. You say, that's a coincidence. I don't believe that. Well, this is for believers only. I believe with all of my heart that God can go past medical conditions when faith is enacted and God sees people stepping out on faith. He'd much rather give you things than He would rather take things from you. And tonight, it's not about God ripping, ripping, ripping. Hey, but friend of mine, you mark her down. He will move, if He wants to use you, He will move those things out of your life that is standing in between you and serving God. I've watched families preacher. I know of a family right now. The, the husband was a fireball preacher. Had a great young family. Had a, had a nice house, everything. And God told the husband to go on with Rock of Ages. And the wife got upset because she saw Rock of Ages dress standard. And she said, there ain't no way I'm doing it. And he, he finagled around and tried to do other prison ministry and he never went in with God. And and, and, I, and people get nervous when you talk about judgment. But I've talked to the man. He'll tell you. His mess in his life now goes back to him not honoring God back then. And his fam- he's got a Satan-worshiping son. He's got two kids that are in a mess. He, and the, the family is messed up. And that man that used to preach the Word of God is now shacked up. And he'll tell you that he missed God. please, Can I beg you tonight? I don't know where everybody's at tonight. I don't know where God's directing you. I don't know what God's wanting you to leave behind. But please quit quit being part of partial obedience because that is full disobedience. And please tonight, quit delaying your faith. And don't make God, don't make God, don't be the next servant illustration. Do not make God rip those things out of your life that you're not willing to willfully give to Him. I hope I hadn't killed it tonight, preacher. I see the delight of faith. There is a good side of this thing. Verse 2, And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed." God, look here, we want God to bless us for, for, for us. But when you're walking in faith and God's honoring the faith in your life, He's not blessing you just to bless you. He's blessing you so you can be a blessing to somebody else. If, we think we, if our desire is to be blessed just so we can have things, we've missed it. Amen. Amen. God wants us to. Bl- God wants to bless us so we can be a blessing to other people. There is a delight of faith. There's a delight in walking with God. Whether God ever gives you anything or not, whether God ever lets you have a big house or pays the bill, whatever. Hey, there is a delight. If God never lets us have another thing, there is a delight tonight in faith in following God and honoring God with our life. Because when you God honor God. With your life, He'll honor you. Amen. Amen. He's a rewarder of them that doth diligently seek Him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I don't know about y'all and I. Hey, but the biggest delight in the world is not to please my wife and not to please preacher and not to please the church or not to please the brethren. My greatest delight tonight is to live a life of faith that will please the one who gave His life for me. Watch this. Because of faith, Abraham walked away from his familiar place. And God gave him a whole country. That's his forever, by the way. Because of faith, Abraham walked away from his friends. But if you flip a few chapters over, God steps up and says, Well, shouldn't I tell my friend Abraham... He gets to be the friend of God. Hey, I believe somebody said it the other night, you may lose everybody, but if you can be the friend of God, you've lost nothing, friend. Because of faith, Abraham walked away. He walked away from his figurehead and he got God as his father. He walked away from his family. And out of his loins came the line of Christ. You'll never give up something for God or walk away from something for God that He doesn't bless your socks off for. He's the one that does exceeding abundantly more than He can. Listen, young people, I'm just going to talk to you tonight. You could go to a big college, and there's nothing wrong with going to college, you could get a big career, and there's nothing wrong with a career. And you could spend your life serving the temporal, the, the, the stuff that's not going to last forever. Or you can decide tonight, though mom and daddy may not go, though your siblings may not go, though your friends may not go, you can decide tonight that you're going to live a life, the rest of your life of faith. And you're going to depend on God and you're not going to go anywhere That God doesn't want you to go. You can decide that tonight. Boys, you can decide tonight to marry a godly woman. You can decide tonight to to live a life of faith. You can decide tonight. You can launch out tonight and say, God, I'm yours and you do whatever you want to with me. There's a delight in it. Girls, there's a delight in it. More than a big house and more than a fancy car and God may give you all those things but more than any of that there's a delight when you lay your head on your pillow at night to know that you didn't live for yourself and for your will but that you live for the Lord and for the will of God. I see the delight and I'm finished tonight. It's been. I've been different tonight. I know that other was different, but I believe him in the will of God tonight. The last thing tonight, there's a decision of faith. In verses four and five, we see Abraham packs up everything. He finally. There's no daddy involved. There's no brother. There's none of that. He's. There's so much uncertainty. There's still no map. There's nothing like that. He gets up and he leaves. Let me say this. It's years before any of the things that God... And he never saw the, 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 the main fulfillment of the promises he made him. But it's years before God starts answering these promises in Abraham's life. And you know what we want? We want God, if you'll do this. I, God, if you'll do this, this, and this, I'll be willing to do anything for you. But that's not faith. You know what faith is? God, I'll do whatever you ask of me, whether you do anything for me or not. Amen. Tonight, he went, but he, the decision was not based on God's giving him all these things, Brother Dave. He didn't see all these things for a long time. Sure. The decision was made because he loved God so much Amen. and he trusted God so much that he knew God wasn't going to let, let him down. And he stepped out by faith and lived his life a step at a time by faith. You say tonight, what do I do? Get down here in this altar tonight and start start taking footsteps. What is it God's calling you away from? It may be some fleshly something. But tonight, it could be that there's a wife in here that's holding her family back. There could be a husband in here that's holding the family back. There could be a young person in here that's holding the family back to go and all in with God. You say, well, I'm scared, preacher. I'm, I'm afraid of what God may ask me. Miss Kim said it right Sunday morning. She, don't, she, she said she never. I hope she don't mind me sharing her testimony. There might, you might not have heard it. But that's, that song Miss Emily's been singing in this meeting, Whatever it takes to make me more like you, she said she was scared to, to learn it because of what it might cost her. But it was said Sunday morning, you'll be better off to give everything to God than for him to take it. Amen, Amen. That's right. Is everything you got? Is it his tonight? It's not preacher's decision. He can't make the decision for you, or he would. He would have already made it to go all in. What about you young person? What about you, mom and dad? It's your decision tonight. Are you walking by faith? Or are you living by faith? What these men did tonight, and and, and confessing and f- forsaking, that's faith. What about you, young person? Are you all in tonight? What's God asking you to walk away from? You're wanting God to bless you so much, young preacher, you want God to bless your ministry. You're wanting God to touch you. Young person, you want God to touch you, you your a young couple wanting God to touch you home. He will. If you will. Preacher said it before I got up. God, the revival's not so much in God's uh, court, it's in our court. Tonight, what are you gonna do with it? Let's all stand. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Come join these in the room. Don't expect God to bless. He will, if you will. Leave that familiar place tonight. Leave the friend, the family, leave the figurehead, and trust completely and solely on the Lord. And He'll do everything you want Him to do. It's Brother Bonds.